0: Happy Monday afternoon to your listeners. You're listening to a fresh episode of the Definitely Not Popcorn podcast. On this week's episode, we've got Hail Caesar, the new Coen Brothers movie. I'm pretty happy today because the Thunder beat the Milwaukee Bucks and we finally got the win, but that's enough about me. As always, you can get us on Facebook.com forward slash Definitely Not Popcorn and artgalleryfunknight.com. Seth's done a really neat little piece about Pokemon and whether it's actually good or bad these days. And we've got a review of House of Cards, the latest season, coming. So, anyway, thanks for tuning in and enjoy Hail Caesar. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Definitely Not Popcorn Podcast, Australia's favourite movie podcast. We're back after two weeks uh, with *Hail Caesar*, the Coen Brothers' new movie, which was released uh, two weeks ago. Actually, um, it follows the the tale of the Hollywood film industry in the 1950s, and it's kind of like a. It's not even. Oh, I thought it was a murder mystery initially, but it's not. It's kind it's of like past-
1: a kidnapping slash.
0: Yeah. It's like a quasi Something. mystery yeah. film thing, but it, it, it's interesting at least. Um, it's
1: Stewart to a T.
0: It oh, it's so easy. It really is. But um, we'll, we'll kick things off nice and quickly because this is probably going to be a short ish episode. Tom, what did you think?
1: Yeah, I thought it was all right. Like, it was funny. Made. Like, I wouldn't say satire, but made thought... fun of the Hollywood industry in the 50s, kind of.
0: Yeah, I think it was. I think it. Did satirize it a little bit in parts. Yeah. I think, it, a bit like I think, a lot of the characters were a bit kind of um, the, the characters are very Cohen characters. Yeah, um, and
1: and the casting was like well, well, well on.
0: Yeah, like the cast. I, well, hang on, let me bring up the cast list. The cast list is, and this is basically in every Cohen film: Josh Brolin, George Clooney, um, Alden. Oh, sh- I'm going to butcher his last name. Uh, Iron, Iron, right Iron. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Sounds like a Pokemon. Uh, Ray Fiennes, Joni Hill, Scarlett Johansson, Francis McDormand, Tilda Swinton, and Channing Tatum. Oh, Michael Gambon did the narration as well.
1: Oh. And Dolph Lunger was the submarine captain. Oh, really? <laughs> you never see his face. You're
0: but he's the me? captain.
1: No.
0: Oh, he's... shit. Oh, well, naturally, if you don't see his face, then you probably don't know it's him, so. Yeah. That's really cool. Oh, it makes me like the film even more. Anyway, what you so you were saying, it's, it's, a, like, it's a good kind of satire, a little bit,
1: yeah, like, it's not, probably, it's not one of their best movies, but no. it's, it's a solid movie.
0: Mm. Do you find, like, the actual mystery itself, well, it's not even a mystery, I suppose, because yeah, we're aware
1: yeah. of... Yeah, they show what happens, mm. like, I'd, if they kept it a bit more mysterious, it might have been, I don't know, maybe a bit more intriguing.
0: yeah. Because initially, okay, I initially it kind of holds off on the mystery of it a little bit, but then kind of just flat out reveals it, yeah. uh, maybe just towards the start of the second act. Um, yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. And then it becomes a little bit kind of confusing because it's about, because um, George Clooney's character um, is kidnapped and he's basically bought into like this really nice kind of beach house. And he meets this um the the future is what they're called. And they're like a com yeah, a communist cell according to Wikipedia. And um all of the people that are involved in the cell are writers from the movie industry and they basically want to what is it, earn money for the greater cause or something? I can't even remember off yeah. the top of my head. But um it's it's fun I don't even think it's particularly like it's not laugh out loud funny, but it does it did make me chuckle a lot. And it's uh, there really was a
1: few moments like when I saw it that there was a lot of um Laugh out loud moments.
0: George Clooney's reactions were great. Like George Clooney's really good in this. Um, oh, yeah. Although I have to say, Josh, Bro- <clears throat> excuse me, Josh Brolin was excellent. He was really good in this. I really like how serious he took the role of Eddie Maddox um, and how like he was getting pulled left and right and all that kind of stuff. I thought it was really interesting, and I thought he did a really really good job. Um, but. Overall, like it's it, it's it moves at a brisk pace too. Like 106 mm. minutes, it feels a lot less than that. Um, yeah, it's a very quick movie. Mm, but I also feel like it's a bit disjointed as well. I think that might be where Hugh uh, agrees, like where it doesn't actually particularly work. Um, because it, it's... It, I don't even think there's like even a, like a real structure to it because it's just Manic's kind of going to different places and then kind of working out like what's going on and it does kind of ruin that a little bit because the mystery is revealed in the first act but I don't know like everything's just quite charming and and it's actually it's funny and it's it's well written at least but um, I feel like I, could have been a bit more concise I think
1: yeah and there were moments as well where it kind of felt like a Wes Anderson film yeah at absolutely. Times. like it was just it it was weird like it didn't feel out of place but it mm. just felt weird because yeah. you're watching a Coen brothers movie but at the same time it has that Wes Anderson feel to it.
0: Yeah. And it's just like the um, I don't know why. Th- it look it looks fantastic. The like the they actually capture the period extremely well. Um and there's a lot of really um I mean contrary to like the actual plot the the film looks really concisely put together. Like, that's probably has to do with um, Roger Deakins, who's the cinematographer, who's basically like... Yeah, that was a surprise. Yeah, that was, actually. Um, But um, it was... It was good. And, like, for the most part, um, the film looked great. The actors, you know, did extremely well, but I feel like it was just a bit let down by the structure of it, like, as a whole. Um, But, I mean, Hugh... You, I I think, contrary to what Tom and I kind of think about it, what did you think? You didn't really enjoy it?
2: Uh, I think it's just got too many issues with the way that it flows. Like, it's just not that interesting, in my opinion. Like, I know, like, you were arguing with Sam about it, Mm. but I don't really enjoy a film that sits there and, like, I know it's meant to be, like, sort of a comedy slash drama, but and it's got an all-star cast, but it was just boring. Like, this sounds weird, but, like... Yeah, that's just the way I felt about it as a film. Like, this is more an opinion thing. I just felt like I wasn't entertained by it.
0: Would you attribute that more to the fact that the mystery is revealed like quite early on? Or is it just because like maybe the time period just isn't there? Like you're not really interested in that particular time period or the actual setting itself?
2: sorry i one of us lagged a bit then oh that's it okay. was, you is it me?
0: your so your like your your lack of interest is that probably to do with maybe the um like the setting or like um i'm trying to think i don't even remember what i said but like is does, does it have something to do with maybe the mystery being revealed early or the setting not being like all there like fit in like 50s movie kind of thing
2: I think it it's like I know what you mean, saying where it goes, but I don't feel really like it goes anywhere. Like there's there's no intention. I didn't find it. Funny. I didn't find it like. i just thought it was the average film. like I can understand the. I wouldn't mind. Like I thought the idea of Josh Brolin's character was good, but I yeah. don't think I executed it very well.
0: I uh, yeah I, I can see where you're coming from. Like, I think. I, it's it's hard to kind of pin down, I suppose, because it's it's a unique movie and it is really quite charming. But I do kind of understand where you're coming from in terms of the conflict, because Mannix seems to actually solve all the conflicts quite easily, um, or the actual conflicts are solved um, relatively easily, whether Mannix is involved or not. Um, I don't know whether that kind of takes away from it a little bit. I think it makes it it's a very easy film to watch um it does get a bit bogged down with its whole communist thing did you find that at all like when they actually got to the um when uh george clooney's character got to the the communist cells house did you find that it it really bogged down really yeah yeah because that's where i kind of was like oh okay this is a bit weird um even though it makes sense given the time like the time period that it's set in um it's it's like, yeah It's really hard to put my foot down on I think I'd probably have to watch it again Just to see whether I actually I It's either recency bias Or the fact that I just like the Cohen brothers in the cast But yeah, I don't know um, Let's get star ratings Tom, what do you think?
1: Um, I think I gave it a 3 out of 5 3? Three? 3 and a, half, three yeah. three and a half, sorry
0: That's solid Q? 2, Two? Out of 5 and I think I gave it three and a half. I can't remember. Are you on letter? Are you on Letterbox at the moment, Tom?
1: Yeah, I can be. Yeah, I am now.
0: What did I give it three and a half? Because Letterbox isn't like letter yeah. three and a half. Boom! I can remember my own things. All right. So that's our uh, Hail Caesar. We're probably going to wrap it up. Um, I actually just wanted to shout out real quick. Um, on our movies, just as before we started recording, um, the show uh, our movies actually put up a really, really cool uh, clip from the um fight scene from Creed. Now, if you haven't seen Creed, you should probably go and see it. But if you don't want to, um, you should check out this YouTube link, which I will put in the show notes, which we have on the uh, on Art Gallery Funk Night, and you can actually give it a watch. Which is, it's an entire one take of the boxing scene between Creed and the Lion or whatever, and it's really well put together, and the story behind it's really interesting. So I'll post that up with the show when we post it up tomorrow. I think what we've got on the agenda for the for next week or the next two weeks um, probably will be Ten Cloverfield Lane, London Has Fallen, or Zootopia, um, depending London on what we get fallen. to.
1: London has fallen.
0: London has fallen here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think I dare say we'll probably be doing Cloverfield Lane, London, London Has Fallen, and Batman vs Superman. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's it's finally going to end. Like your pain's going to end, or you just gonna or is it going to
1: just start all over again?
0: Maybe, but it'd be fucking hilarious. And you're live-tweeting it, remember? So we've got the if live tweet laptop, machine going.
1: If I get my iPad to work on 3G. Well,
0: you got to get it to work. Use your phone.
1: I don't want to use the data.
0: But what's the difference between using that and your iPad? It doesn't matter. Because you the iPad's for my. Oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, all right, guys. We're going to wrap it up there for today. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can get us on facebook.com forward slash definitely not popcorn on artgalleryfunknight.com. Um, and iTunes as well give us a a rating or a review we've still got that one dude who's given us a rating so that's great but the more we get the better means that iTunes actually sees what we're doing and like what we're doing so um, as always guys thank you so much for listening we will catch you next week or in two weeks with Cloverfield Lane and London Has Fallen